Welcome to another episode of Making Magic with your host, Bradley Morris from Magic Media. This is the go-to show for purpose-driven creators to get inspired with innovative new ideas to produce your educational content, build thriving online communities, and turn your message into a movement. So this first one is, hi, I'm a meditation teacher. I did my training with the Radiant Sutra School of Meditation. I want to quit my job as a graphic designer and do this for a living. It is hard to make enough money to just teach meditation. What advice do you have for me to make this my full-time thing? Marissa. Okay. I love, I mean, obviously, um, my background, what I've done. I love this question. Um, I'm going to just jump in real quick and, uh, and get this one going. So the... I think there's so many ways. If you want to teach meditation full-time, I would say give yourself uh, a one to two year roadmap of doing it, but start today. So number one, uh, what I found was the most important piece uh, when building my meditation business was I was teaching locally in Victoria, BC. Uh, At first I started once a week, but that quickly grew to twice a week, which within three months of teaching, I was teaching three days a week. Um, I was doing Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturday mornings. And I built a hub inside of my community, but not only that, I built my muscles. I learned how to show up, hold space, teach, facilitate. And then as time went on, I realized that I was missing a huge part. And I had no production skills at the time. And tech back then, uh, back in like 2009, 2010, 2011, was a lot different than it is now. It's way easier to produce world-class stuff now. So number one, number one advice, create a regular schedule. Teach at least twice a week in your local area. If only one person shows up, treat that one person like there are 100 people in an audience and hold space for them because every every person that comes is going to be important and they're going to be a part of your learning journey. Number two get a really good microphone and start recording those meditations immediately. Record them while you're doing them so that you can start to build a library of meditations. Maybe you'll release them. Maybe you won't release them. Number three, start writing meditation scripts. Uh, Write, get into a practice, schedule your success, have at least three hours every single week that you're writing scripts and you're recording those scripts. Once you get, say, five written, then go into the studio, batch it, record it, and get start building a meditation library. So I've made hundreds of thousands of dollars. There's hundreds of apps. Literally, my assistant just did four or five hours of research on on, uh, meditation apps, mindfulness apps, um, presence apps, et cetera. And we had over 100 new apps on our list that we reached out to, to license my existing library to non-exclusively so we can have the same stuff, generating revenue and reaching audiences across many different places. So start recording your library, start building a database of apps. And every time you have a few new submit, a few new tracks, submit those. If you can get in with one or two or three or four apps early on in your career, and you're consistently creating new content all the time, You can build an audience on those apps. Some of those apps, meditation apps, have hundreds of thousands and millions of people. You can build an app or an audience inside of there instead of trying to build it on social media, which is super lame. And you can uh, start earning passive income immediately for those tracks across multiple platforms. So um, 
Basically, the apps, they'll either buy out your tracks outright, they'll pay you monthly, quarterly, annually, or they'll pay you per play. And if you can do that with four or five um, different apps, you can start to build enough revenue that you could cut down your hours. So those are three things. Teach locally, do it consistently. At least twice a week, you have a group, you have a space, and you're teaching. Number two, record those sessions. Number three, have a writing practice and produce every time you write, say, five tracks. And just keep going with that and you'll build something. If you need help learning how to build a meditation library, then join the Creators Club. So those are my three tips. You can do this. You can definitely make a full-time living as a meditation teacher. You can do it really, really well. You just have to be consistent. If you're not consistent, then it's going to be a lot harder to do it. You have to literally schedule this in and treat it like your part-time job. And I guarantee in a year to two years after doing this consistently, you'll have a meditation library, you'll have an audience, you'll have a local following and all these things added up together will be replace your, your graphic design income. And since you have graphic design skills, you can make a really beautiful looking brand and all of your stuff will look gorgeous and it'll be like art. So make art and have fun. That's my advice. Yeah, Chayla. Yeah, I'll jump in here. I love this question and I, I want to potentially generalize it outside of um, meditation specifically, but going from, I do this full-time thing, but I want to do this other thing in whether it's meditation, coaching, any kind of service-based something when you want to move and pivot. One of the things that I find when working with people doing this, that a lot of people don't think to do that seems potentially radically simple is what do you need to be making to make this your full-time thing? Like actually have a picture of what that pivot point looks like. So if you're doing, I, I don't know the context of whether you're freelancing graphic design or if you have a full-time job doing graphic design. And so that might shift as shift things as well, because some folks can pivot from can't pivot from their job to their business. Like they're either fully in their job and side hustling um, but if you're already freelancing or even shift from a job to freelancing in graphic design while you slowly build, then you can start to build your business and build your offerings in the territory of meditation and what you're really called to do while bridging with these other skills and ways of making money. Because, you know, the, the big question that I hear under how do I do this is how do I pay my bills? How do I meet my basic survival needs while I pivot into this new area that I'm really passionate about? And so having actually knowing what those numbers are, what your bare minimum is, do you have other support where you can actually leap to give yourself more time freedom to really grow into that? And then I would say, look at your model. What I love that Bradley just talked about is he just shared a bunch of different possibilities for passive income, for what your revenue model is, um, for being in real rooms with people, but teaching meditation can have a lot of different forms. So you could be teaching group meditations. You could be doing recordings that you're selling and can scale. You could also be doing one-on-one -on -one meditation or teaching people about uh, principles, almost like a meditation coaching. So the other thing would be to start brainstorming, considering like if you can write down 40 different possible services, doesn't mean you're going to do all those services, but just get your brain thinking about what are the different possible ways that I could bring this interest and gift into the world and be paid for it. And then try them, try some out. Because one of the things when that I see a lot is that we have an idea of what we want to do and then we start doing it and we discover, oh, this sucks, I don't like it, it totally drains my energy. Or, 
oh, I had no idea I would love this and I do. And so one of the things when you're wanting to pivot and you've got a vision, but that vision isn't enacted yet that I really like to see people do is don't wait to be clear or to know what the path is before you start taking action. Because as you start making those moves, more clarity is going to come. Clarity around what's working or not working, clarity around what you enjoy, clarity around what other people are are enjoying and really picking up and wanting more of, and also clarity around your own um, strengths and weaknesses in this new territory. So because it's a new territory, you're going to bump into edges that uh, might feel like, oh, I didn't even know this was here. You know, maybe you get into a room and suddenly realize, ooh, holding space is like really, I get really uncomfortable and really self-conscious or I want to do audio meditation and then you like freeze at the mic. So these, until you start enacting some of the things that you envision, you're not going to know what comes super easily and flows and is really generative and the parts that are more challenging. And for the challenging parts, the last piece I want to offer is that whenever we move into new territory, we're going to feel a gap and there are going to be challenges. And those challenges can kick up things like fear, doubt, imposter syndrome. Is this really for me? Can I do it? And things at the beginning tend to take longer because they're not yet embodied. So when you are moving into a new space and you're working with these It's going to take more emotional energy, more time, uh, more resources to really get the ball rolling. And sometimes that can stop people or feel like, well, this won't be sustainable or this is really hard, but it won't be like that forever. And so as you move into these new spaces, I highly recommend keeping a journal, coming into places like this where there are people who have done it, who are doing it, who are uh, a space of support to really listen to you and offer feedback and fortify you, but know what your challenging edges are so that you don't just try to circumvent them and only play to your strengths. You need to know where are the places that are scary, where are the places that you need to grow, and then how do you get support to grow those as you move into this space? Those are my thoughts. Thanks. I love your thoughts. And I'll just add from personal experience, having leapt from career path to career path in my 20s and early 30s, I, um, you know, I, I started my esthetician practice, just refresh out of school and was working two restaurant jobs and was doing catering and doing. And so, you know, I had the energy back then to do that. Now, what I find is it's the same, the same thing, right? You have to diversify and kind of, well, I think what Chayla said was really important that it would really behoove everyone to really do an analysis of what it is that you actually need, like what it is that you actually are going to need for survival. What does it actually look like every month? Because sometimes when we're starting something new, it can feel overwhelming because we think we have to make all the money. Instead, when you look at that number, really go, okay, well, and how much can I expect to make with this something new? How much do I need to fill in the gaps? But the other piece that I think is important is what Chayla was mentioning that um, for me, the biggest leap was in surrounding myself with people who were actually doing the thing that I wanted to be doing, because whether you, you know, people go to social media for that, but it's not the only source being in a community of creators and people who are, um, you know, because right now we're kind of reinventing things. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's things that are possible that weren't even possible a few years ago. So if you go into Pinterest or Behance, these like online communities, great. But there's also like real live communities of people who are doing stuff like 
Creators Club, but a lot of others too, where you can actually get the ideas and actually see it real time, what's working, what's not. And, um, and I think that that really, we don't know what we don't know as we're getting into these, some, some of these new fields, emerging fields. And as a designer, I would also say, take a look at what you're doing in your design work too, because it, let's say you have, you know, it behooves you to do it for another year or two, but maybe there's fresh ways that you can do what you're doing. Use your gifts and design, maybe work with different types of clients, um, do it in a different way, you know, create products that can be sold on um, these platforms like creative market or things like that. Um, because a lot of times I think we pigeonhole ourselves and thinking that the work that we do has to be done in a certain way. And I would just invite you to kind of open that up a little bit too for exploration and seeing what else you can do with the gifts that you have um, to support this transition because it is a process and it is kind of a bridge time for you, it sounds like. And, um, you know, just mix it up and get creative with what you're doing in all fronts. Oh, yeah. So what we're trying to say is it's totally possible. You're on a journey have fun with it, take the leap, invest in yourself, invest in your gifts, believe in yourself, believe in your gifts and start now. Don't, don't wait till you can quit because this is the time. There are people who are gonna want and need what you have to offer. So just take that leap and go for it and start. And you never know, you just don't know. When I started teaching meditation, I had no idea that that journey would lead me to this journey. Uh, and all of the places that I've been in between. So that's what happens. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Making Magic Podcast with your host, Bradley T. Morris from Magic Media. If you're inspired to leverage your life's work by crafting your transformational, educational, and inspirational media, thriving online community, profitable membership, or to turn your message into a movement, then head on over to magicmedia.com. That's M-A-J-I-K media.com and explore what our Creators Club or partnership opportunities have to offer you and your beautiful business.